You're listening to a bonus episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. Enjoy. Where's Aunt Claire? 7 o'clock tomorrow night on the East Dock. Make sure he gets it right. But it's alive! And everyone on the planet is going to line up to appreciate it and everything done. People would say they could see the fleas. Oh, I could see the fleas. Mommy, can't you see the fleas? Are, are these characters uh, auto-erotic? I don't know. Come on! Hello, everybody, and welcome to our second bonus episode for Jurassic June 2019. I uh, didn't expect to be recording another episode so soon, but we have something pretty interesting to talk about today. Universal, Netflix, and DreamWorks finally announced the long-rumored animated series, Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous, set to debut in 2020. So today, I brought on Aaron Beyer to help me sift through the information. Aaron, how's it going? Get hype. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you're pumped up it seems like you're ready to I'm go so pumped up and i just got back from avengers endgame so i'm double pumped up okay but you know happy jurassic june man yeah i just got back from uh what did i say godzilla king of the monsters again for the second time so i'm nice. pumped up as well <laughs> but aaron isn't the only one here to talk about camp cretaceous we've brought on a frequent mailbag caller veronica saldana to chat with us about this animated series so veronica uh thank you so much for joining us today and welcome to the show this is your first time i believe how you doing i'm doing great thank you you got my name right i'm really <sighs> excited about that i'm so proud of you i was like i was skating on thin ice there it almost didn't work but i got it i'm so happy you did it i'm <laughs> So proud of you. And I am really excited and somewhat nervous, but not really. It's, you know, like first time jitters um, to be here. So thank you for having me. Well, we were excited. This is going to be fun. And I know you were freaking out on Twitter about it. So, you know, you're like, we need to chat. This needs to happen. I need an episode. When's it coming? And I'm like, all right, you want to do this? Let's do it. (laughs) Let's do it. I'm ready. So um, I am, of course, excited to chat about this show, but I want to go ahead and actually just read straight from the press release first here from Netflix. So this is what it says. DreamWorks Animation today announced Jurassic World Camp Camp. Here we go. Jeez. (laughs) Off to a great start. Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous, an animated action adventure series, is set to debut globally on Netflix in 2020 as part of an ongoing multi-year agreement with Netflix to produce original animated kids and family programming. Set within the same timeline as the 2015 blockbuster film Jurassic World, the Netflix original series is inspired by the multi-billion dollar franchise from Universal Pictures and Amblin Entertainment. Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous follows a group of six teenagers chosen for a -a once-in-a-lifetime experience at a new adventure camp on the opposite side of Isla Nublar. But when dinosaurs wreak havoc across the island, the campers are stranded. Unable to reach the outside world, they'll need to go from strangers to friends to family if they're going to survive. Whew, almost done. Scott Creamer, Pinky Malinky, and Lane Luris, see, there's a name that I just can't pronounce. Luris, maybe. Kung Fu Panda, (laughs) The Paws of Destiny, serve as showrunners and executive producers. The series is executive produced by Steven Spielberg, Frank Marshall, and Colin Trevorrow. Zach Stentz serves as consulting producer. So um, that's a lot of information right there. That's the end of the press release. Um, how excited were you both when this news came to light? So, Veronica, what, what did you think? Um, well, I was actually at work and I was uh, scrolling through Facebook and it popped up and I was just like, hold the phone. So I just literally just sat there and watched and like, 
freaked out. I was like, I cannot believe we're getting an animated series on like anything Jurassic Park related. Like, I mean, of course there was a Lego one, but you know, this is like legit animation. You know, we're going to get a story out of it. So I was trying really hard not to scream at work, but I was like overexcited and I had to tag uh, Amy. Um, I also a frequent caller to the mailbag. Oh, yes. About this. And I was just like, oh, my God, I don't I don't know how to process the information. I'm just like really (laughs) excited for this. Yeah, it is a completely different beast because, you know, you you mentioned the Lego stuff, which is very kitty friendly as well. Um, But this has a completely different feel. It it, hopefully I mean, hopefully it's part canon. I mean, we have no clue at this point, but um, I'm excited to see what happens there. Um, Aaron, what about you? What were you thinking? So it came to my attention this morning. I I was uh, getting some like notifications of like group texts and stuff like that. And the only notification I saw was like kind of surprised it has the Jurassic park like branding to it. And I was like, Oh no, this camp Cretaceous thing. It came out and it's not Jurassic world related. It's like some, like my initial thoughts were like, it's some not, it's like some ripoff. Right. And cause I, I don't know why I just didn't, I wasn't putting together that they were utilizing the red and the yellows and stuff. And so I was like, I can't believe what lazy person at universal didn't like trademark camp Cretaceous or <laughs> Triassic trail or all these like little, like cutie, like nicknames, like you, you as a business, you trademark those so that no one else can have them. And then eventually maybe you use them down the line. And so then I get online and I see this gorgeous image of these old stone gates, you know, very reminiscent of the Jurassic park gates. It says Jurassic world. It's got the logo on the front. It says camp Cretaceous. And I was like, Oh my God, they're doing it. There's been so many animated series canceled in the past that we know about. And here it is officially released. It's all those Jurassic park colors that, you know, the, the old timer fans have been really wanting to come back. And these characters, they don't, these characters are no joke. They're not like kind of, they're not blocky little Lego characters. These are definitely like high quality humanoid characters. And this is all I saw this morning. And then the trailer I saw later blew Mm -hmm. my mind right yeah so let's actually talk about that picture first before we dive into the trailer um so this is the first thing that actually popped up along with that press release and it's funny because the press release was actually taken down i think netflix actually jumped the gun a little bit and they they kind of busted their own embargo there and they just went straight through it and uh released this stuff ahead of time um and then took it all down but the image did surface and of course we all shared it around and like you said aaron it has such beautiful coloring on it it features you know, this amazing looking, very realistic background as far as like Isla Nublar is concerned. You have like the waterfalls flowing down. You have the, the you can sort of see like the shine of the sun in the background and there's birds flying. There's a very misty haze in the, in the trees and uh, right in the dead center is the, the Jurassic World gates, but highly themed to Jurassic Park, like you said, Aaron, with the, the reds and the yellows and the, the stonework, the wood door. And uh, specifically, I really like the the door itself because because of that Camp Cretaceous logo on there that highly resembles the color scheme of the Ford Explorers. 
And yeah. that's that's something that's really cool. It's got that nice fade in the letters, and it's got the red and the green, and uh, it really does reminisce me or make me think about the uh, the Ford Explorers there. So that's awesome, and it does feature on the gates as well. Uh, Pteranodon, uh, Triceratops head. This is this is all like carved in. Uh, there's actually what looks to be like a plesiosaurus on the the bottom left. And, oh, man, I can't even see what that is in this image. I thought um, Dilophosaurus at first, but I don't know. I didn't even know there was any on that. I just saw the the big thing first, and I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. So much memory. And then now that I'm looking at the image, I'm like, oh, there are carvings on the yeah. door. And, and the bottom right looks actually like a brachiosaurus or something like that um Mm. so and yeah like you said aaron there's a few i guess six characters right here all very different models um and they've got some luggage backpacks uh and i guess everything that they need for a camp um this is very 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 cool this image alone was very impressive um and then later on when i guess the actual embargo date hit um they got the uh the the teaser trailer i guess you can say it's not exactly a trailer per se it just features um a velociraptor so let's actually go ahead and just take a listen to this audio of the trailer it's not going to be much for you to to listen to but uh it's cool nonetheless so here we go universal logo dreamworks logo amblin entertainment logo some nice trees here shot um, the evolution now this is a big thing i think the evolution Shows a nice forest again. Has. Here comes a raptor. Hear that beeping? And the evolution has begun. The raptor just attacked the screen. Now you got the Jurassic World logo. And it says an all new animated series coming 2020 and then the Netflix logo. So that's the little teaser there. Very short, um, but it's super awesome. Now that blew me away as well, because while the image is certainly very, you know, realistic, this is even more realistic, right, Aaron? Well, the, so the original image, because the characters are so stylized, I was like, okay, I'm really interested to see what the style of the dinosaurs are. Because you look at the you know you look at any of the comic books really, the comic books don't look like Jurassic Park dinosaurs per se. They just look like generic dinosaurs. And so, and I think even like in the old animated series, they weren't necessarily copying that uh, Crash McCreary style. But then you get this trailer, and it's purposefully just below photoreal. I mean, the plants look amazing, the scenery looks amazing, and then the raptor comes in, and it's like. That's unmistakably a Jurassic Raptor. There's no if, ands, or buts about it. So <laughs> the getting as close to photoreal as possible and that model being the Crash McCurry style Raptor and wholly awesome not having feathers, even <laughs> though the evolution has begun, I am so excited for this. Yeah, I uh, I agree with everything you said there, the photorealism. It's, it's spectacular. Now, uh, Veronica, I want to start with you. What kind of um, expectations do you have for the series? Based off the summary alone, like just from the press release, do you get any kind of concepts or ideas in your head? Well, definitely some ideas that had come to mind is like, for me, seeing this logo, the Camp Cretaceous, seeing these young teenagers 
reminds me every time of how each kid has gotten lost in like the Jurassic Park movies. You know, like you see them, they always have an adventure. And to me, that was always most the, the most exciting part of it all was watching them, you know, get lost and experience all of these things through their like eyes, like just their perspective in mm -hmm. general always fascinated me every time I watched each and every film Anytime I even, even when I read the books too, like I, I really appreciated their perspective. So I'm really looking forward to these teenagers, like getting lost in there or whatever it is that happens. I am curious to see how they're going to do it. What's exactly going to happen? How are they going to interact with the dinosaurs? Like, I really want to know is first off, how they get there and then where does everything go wrong? That's what I'm like really <laughs> curious about. And yeah. then I am like really fascinated to see the drawings. Like as Aaron said, like the animation just from the teaser alone was highly impressive. Like I am really excited to see this type of animation and to see all of the vividness that we already see in the movies, like come out even more so through animation. So I'm like really excited mostly to just see how these, basic kids are just gonna like survive through this because if i were in their feet i know i would struggle <laughs> yeah you pointed out the like the animation style and one thing that's always great i think in today's world is you can kind of like blend back and forth between films very easily due to like the high cg of of like all the dinosaurs and the, and the the scenes because it's not just the dinosaurs. Sometimes it's like full entire scenes and sequences that are all CG. So I think it blends nicely when you go back to a series like this. So, you know, for me, when I'm watching, um, for instance, Star Wars and you go from, uh, you know, the Clone Wars TV show right. and then you jump right into right. Um, Revenge of the Sith, it, it is almost very seamless outside of the fact that now there's real actors the, the 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 look of everything blends really well. So I'm hoping that this is the same way. It seems like it will be so far. Um, I know for my concepts initially, I think I talked about it maybe on the mailbag. I was like, all right, I want this to be like a very, very kiddie show um, because little kids don't really have anything as far as Jurassic is related. I, you know, I guess the Lego stuff, sure. but, but I'm thinking even maybe even smaller because my son right now, he loves a show called like Super Monsters and it's like a, a, a a school for monsters when they're babies, essentially. So I was like, they could do something like that with this, but this seems to go actually a little bit older than that. These are like teenagers right. at their own camp setting. Um, and I guess stuff goes wrong actually just within the timeline of the film. Um, so that's pretty cool. I guess we're going to see another side like we are with Jurassic world live tour. We're getting like a background, you know, you know, information about what happened there with that show that's going to be debuting later this year. And now we're getting another side with what's going on here. Aaron, uh, what are you, I guess, most excited about or what were your expectations when you saw that uh, that press release? You know, I'm actually really excited that it's teenagers. And I, I agree with you. When I first saw the image, I was like, okay, this is skewing young. This is skewing like the Lego demographic age group. <clears throat> mm -hmm. And then when I was reading about it being teenagers and they'll have to go from strangers to friends to family i got like a very like breakfast club vibe out of that sure um, yeah and so i think this is gonna skew somewhere in like the 11 to like i mean i don't know what a demographic grouping would be but like 11 to like 20 age group or something like that because i think you're gonna go through it's gonna be the situation where a bunch of strange kids are thrown in together and right. you're gonna go through all that teen angst and you're gonna go mm -hmm. through you know 
a couple of these kids might hit it off and there might spark some romantic relationships going on in there. Um, that's something that we haven't seen in Jurassic. Jurassic is actually always skewed away from a lot of like the human, like emotional stuff. Uh, and I think they can really dive into that with animation and especially skewing for teenagers. You can kind of like put some life lessons in there too. Um, yeah. And when I first saw the image, I wrote my mom, I'm like, Hey, something for like my nephew to watch. And then I saw the trailer and I was like, Oh, this is still kind of <laughs> scary. Like the same, right? yeah, the same conversation that we've had about the live show. It's like, I'm waiting for something that my five-year-old nephew can enjoy and this is, I don't think, again, I don't think this is that. I think this skews more towards, you know, teenagers and, and young adults. So I'm actually really excited about that because I'm looking for more Jurassic World myself as an adult. Mm-hmm. And this doesn't skew too young for me. I mean, I would have watched it regardless, but right. um, this kind of <laughs> yeah, hits can. where I want to be. This, I think teenagers is like the lighter side of Jurassic. And I, I yeah. hate to say it. I think I'm more excited for this than any other project that's been announced. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because like star Wars, like I was saying has done so well with this demographic with all their shows, you know, you have the clone wars rebels, um, whatever the newest one is. I'm, I'm blanking on the name at the moment. Of course, uh, there goes my star Wars cred. Um, but, um, uh, resistance, there we go. Got it back, back up in the star Wars fan community. Um, so I'm excited to see like, there may be tackling that demographic there. Um, what do you, as far as like the, the synopsis goes, what do you think is on the opposite side of the island? So they, they specifically mentioned that like it's on the opposite side of the island. So that's kind of confusing, I think, when mm-hmm. you're talking about the canon because in the Jurassic World maps and such, the, uh, the, the central you know, area of the park is dead center in the island with, yeah. the, with, the, yeah, with yep. the Innovation Center and the yep. Mosasaurus Lagoon. But then in Fallen Kingdom, everything is on the right-hand side of the, of yeah. the island. So are we talking about that Fallen Kingdom map continuing forward? With the maybe canon, who knows? Um, is that seem to be the case? And and what do you guys think is on the other side of the island? Hmm. Um, I'll go second on this one. <laughs> I got. Like, I gotta think. Oh, you okay? Uh, I see. I'm curious because like that whole that whole part was a little bit confusing, but then reading it more, I was like, oh, it's in the same timeline as Jurassic World, so. I, I really don't know what they did to the <laughs> other side. Maybe they made it, you know, pretty and somewhere you can explore. Um, I feel like behind those doors are going to be way more vicious animals than the ones at the park. I mean, don't get I me like wrong. That. The ones at Jurassic World are completely vicious and, you know, they're, you know, dinosaurs. But I felt like they were also, you know, like it was in a zoo aspect. So they were somewhat tamed maybe that's just me maybe that's just reading too much into it but like (laughs) if they're going to be doing the opposite island i feel like there's going to be more i don't know carnage of maybe i don't know how far they're going to make it you know um like spooky i i hope they do like i hope we get like some jump scares and you know that same feel that we usually get in most jurassic movies and you know anything related like just that essence of eeriness you're being looked upon you're like hunter prey type of feel so i i don't know how they're going to do this like i said i'm really curious to know what the storyline is 
and how these kids are involved and why they would be on the opposite island. Yeah, that's um I think it's interesting that they're they're on the opposite side. It's actually on the opposite side of Isla Nublar. Um so I kind of get the idea that it's it's just the opposite side where maybe the old visitor center is and stuff like that, maybe mm-hmm. specifically because they're using the Jurassic Park branding over, you know, over the Jurassic World stuff. Um, so maybe they've kept a lot of that stuff intact. Uh, who knows? I, I don't know how that could tie in together. I hope we get to see like the old visitor center. I would love to see like the, um, uh, the T-Rex paddock and, and stuff that may be lingering around um, from the past right. could be an interesting time to experience that because, you know, the films have a lot to take care of. They can't necessarily do a lot yeah. of lingering on the past. Um, so right. this could be the opportunity to do that, to experiment and travel different parts of the island and see what's going on over here. You know, Zach and Gray got to see the innovation center or the the, the visitor center for a few minutes. Right. Then it got trampled on by the Indominus Rex. Who yeah, knows? Maybe maybe we'll cross paths with some of those characters. But um, I'm I'm interested about these discrepancies, though, Aaron. Um, mm. What do you think about about that specifically? I don't I don't get why we keep insisting on putting locations for everything. And especially when we don't, when they don't use them, like, that's a good point. Like I'm looking at this and I'm like, well, it would make sense if this was like on the Northern part where the restricted section is, but then who puts a, who puts a kid's camping experience in the restricted <laughs> section? It doesn't make any sense. So yeah. we keep, we keep putting locations and we keep trying to line up maps and right. we, keep, we keep retroactively having to go back and fix continuity. Like if this yeah. is part of continuity, which I don't see why it wouldn't be, Right. Even mm-hmm. though it's a different medium, it still should be a part of continuity. Like now all of a sudden, what we're supposed to like retroactively go back and think like, well, and especially because it's the same weekend as the Indominus Rex escape. We have to assume, right? Because yeah, they made the Indominus Rex escape seem like this giant world ending event, which I don't think the Indominus Rex escape and the Tranodons were nearly as big of a deal as like what shut down Jurassic Park. So, right. Like, why does everything in this universe have to happen around now the Indominus Rex? Like, I get it. It was a big deal, but like, really? They, they have an ACU. They're obviously doing something. They, they didn't just let the ACU sit around and twiddle their thumbs for 10 years before the Indominus Rex was created and broke out. So like, yeah. why does everything have to be crammed into this weekend where the Indominus breaks out and Gray, uh, Gray and Zach are out there like at the old visitors and like, Am I to believe now that these random kids didn't like happen to meet up with each other or something? I don't know. It's so weird. But then mm-hmm. I look at the raptor mm-hmm. and it doesn't look like any of the main four. Maybe Charlie. Yeah. Like, right. Maybe. Right. But, like Char- we're led to believe that Charlie in the movie, like we have an account for where Charlie is the entire time, the entire events of Jurassic World. Like she's in the pen, then she's chasing the motorcycle. They're talking to the Indominus and attacking the people in the woods and then fighting the Indominus at the visitors or the, the city area. And so I'm just like, well, great. Are we getting wild Raptors? It's already been like said that there are no wild Raptors or even like Raptors in captivity aside from the four that Owen's working with. And it's like, here's another thing we have to retroactively like try to cram into this lore 
And everyone's going to be all up in arms when they can't do it because it's basically an impossible job. Like the people doing the canon now, they're doing a fine job, but they're doing a job that's just impossible. Like it can't be done. <laughs> so yeah. Like this is the only thing that upsets me about this. It's just like I really hope this exists outside of canon and we can move on from needing to have everything stitched together to just like a Jurassic adventure. Like it doesn't need to all fit, you know, and I, I think that's kind of what bogs down. I think that's what bogs down Star Wars. And I think that is what eventually is going to kind of bog down the MCU. Like they just had their giant 10 year event over there. And like now I'm just like, OK, cool. Like now what? Like you they have to get me hyped again for another 10 years. So right. I kind of lost my train of thought. But <laughs> I, just, I just hope that this is like totally outside of canon loosely based kind of like the ride right like the ride isn't canon okay. loosely based off the movie yeah i was, I was gonna go ahead veronica no no i'm i definitely i definitely see where you're coming from um i'm curious though because like you know i guess to me it's true it kind of you know a lot of the stories are recycled throughout each thing you know and i can totally see why that would be such a nuisance because you know we're trying to let people really know the story, even though the story is already known. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, it would be definitely nice and understandable to do something a little bit separate. It doesn't have to necessarily be associated to that. But, you know, it's just a little, a, like like Aaron said, a Jurassic adventure. And I can totally see that at the same time that would make a lot of sense if this is just kind of its separate entity, maybe have some things my only thing is that i hope they don't do like name dropping you know what i mean like they like they do like at least for me like in harry potter they do that all the time and that bothers me with the new series like they just (laughs) name drop to name drop you know to get people to go ooh ah you know i would prefer that if they do that that they need to i don't know put something behind it some substance behind it or i don't know bring in something to tie it all in or make it its own thing and, you know, see what we can get from it because we are trying to target a new demographic and it would be interesting for them at least to grab these demographics and just get them involved, but not necessarily knowing the whole story. Like, Oh my God, we watched this thing and on Netflix and it was amazing. And now I want to see them all, you know, get them interested, be into becoming into the Jurassic community, at least, uh, I think that's where Aaron's going there, but that's just like my own little blabber there. Yeah. It's just, it's just really tough to keep telling these stories that take place on different parts of an Island. I mean, like an Island is only so big. And like I said, they keep, they keep insisting that everything that bad that's going on on this Island happened that same weekend as the Indominus breakout. So like, like I said, what's the ACU doing? I would almost rather have this take place like two years before the Indominus creation. And hey, we tried a Camp Cretaceous project. We invited the first group of kids. And being kids and mischievous, they accidentally found their way into the restricted zone. And so now we're going to learn about what the restricted zone is um, two years before the events of Jurassic World. Like something like that is exciting to me. I don't need, I don't need the Indominus Rex running through the scene again like we've right. done it like we don't need to keep going back to that well right. and the whole like the evolution has begun that's a little scary because I, I get the whole like uh genetic modified dinosaurs or whatever but um 
yeah, I don't know, man. Hopefully, because this is the red and the yellows and stuff, maybe Jurassic World earlier on was red and yellow, and they decided later to change it to the blue that we, you know, have kind of come to know. So I hope that this is – oh, wait, does it say it is the events of 2015? No, same timeline as 2015. Same timeline is what it said, yeah. Yeah, it's the same timeline. I, th- I feel like we're supposed to say, okay, if, if this says same timeline, that literally means – the same in event, canon right right the same ev- exact mm. event right that's what i'm assuming based off that press release you don't that... think it would be earlier though because like I... I thought it meant like maybe pre-jurassic world like you know they're like trying to see if jurassic world is going to be a hit so that's why they make a camp for these kids look you i know? would love that i i hope That'd be so great. i something hope different. so because like aaron i'm kind that's the biggest thing that i'm upset about is this very contained story that really can't right. go anywhere else. Like right. it, this is it. Like I was actually one of my questions here was how far can this even go? If this is the Indominus Rex breakout weekend, which is kind of leading me to believe it is, but maybe not. Maybe we're reading too much into this this quote here that says set within the same timeline as the 2015 blockbuster film Jurassic World. So I guess that could mean set like in a different part of the timeline, like I guess earlier, hopefully. Um, hopefully that's but the case because the that sounds timeline. great. That's what I don't understand. Like Jurassic yeah. Park is the same timeline <laughs> as the event of 2015. Yeah. In Jurassic. It's so weird. Like here's my thing. I think dangerous things happen at Jurassic World all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. Because here's the reality is dangerous and tragic things happen at amusement parks. They happen at zoos. They happen at aquatic parks like all yeah. the time. And these parks don't shut down. Now, I'm not going to like go into detail like and explanations because I think it would be kind of in bad taste. But like I think the events of Jurassic World, in my opinion, they weren't bad enough to close the park, even though that's what they decided to do story wise. So I'm kind of wondering, like, something has to happen on a daily basis to justify a military ACU. Hmm. Like, what what's going on in the 10-year lead-up from opening Jurassic World to the closing of Jurassic World? So, again, I just – I hope this goes back. I would love for this to explore into the restricted section, which they never did in the movies. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. I just – I if it's, like, the same weekend as – as Jurassic World the movie and you like the kids are running around and in the background you hear like Owen's motorcycle and the rat like I I can't I can't anymore I can't yeah and if if that is the case it, it kind of makes this whole raptor thing very confusing because like if yeah. it is Charlie which it does highly resemble Charlie like you were saying um it has the same very um thin striping that charlie has the black striping it is green and it does have i believe charlie does have like a whiter under the under the chin area white area um so and those eyes are very charlie like but yep outside of that it you know yeah it could just be a different raptor i guess but like you said aaron we've been led to believe that these are the only four that there's no wild raptors i would personally love it for, for it to be a wild raptor out there somewhere but um, I don't know if that's the case. I think they're, they're too stuck on the squad, um, you know, to stray away from that. But here's hoping that it is not centered around that weekend. Um, I would love it if they had more chance to explore this whole timeline and see what happened, like you said, over the years. Um, because how far can this go if this is that weekend? That's, that's a one-season show right there. Like there's nowhere else you can go. Right. No, there's nowhere else you can go. No. And honestly, like I'm looking at the list of shows that has been part of this um, 
this deal. Do any of these shows have second seasons on Netflix? Like, I mean, I can't confirm that, but I too. yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think I don't a few of them that I saw, I, I yeah, a few yeah. of them that I saw, I don't think they do, but they all seem to be singles. But um, I, I have watched a few of them. I've I checked out this one called Three Below, I believe, um, and that was actually really really cool. I I, I dug that a lot, um, and I know. You know, they have Troll Hunters is apparently really great and How to Train Your Dragon. So um, they're working on some really good stuff. People really love this stuff. So I'm excited by all that. I just hope that this doesn't confine itself too much. Yeah. Yeah. That's the biggest problem with Jurassic World and Jurassic Park in general is just that it's all confined to this island. And fortunately, we're getting off the island, which I have a love-hate relationship with. But, you know, who knows? Maybe... Maybe this is like, I mean, ideally for me, this would be before the events of Jurassic World, the kids somehow slip into the restricted section and they kind of maybe tell the story similar to the original book. Maybe these kids find a wild raptor nest and this is like before like any kind of raptor containment or something like that. I don't know. That'd be a cool idea. Yeah. I just don't want it to take place in that, in that same two day span as Jurassic World. Yeah, yeah, there's so many places they could go without confining themselves. Um, I hope I hope that they uh, you know branch out a little bit. That would be the best. <laughs> yeah, I hope yeah, so too. Just now, like we're talking about it, it kind of makes sense as to like why it it's hard to do so much with Jurassic Park because you're kind of so limited, or maybe because the writers make it so limited. You know, it would be interesting to see different things happening within that storyline and i don't know i guess we're probably going to get what like 10 episodes like every maybe netflix shows is it is that normal for an animation probably yeah i I think 10 is probably pretty normal yeah i haven't checked the other shows but yeah it could be anywhere from 8 to 13 who knows um but yeah that uh Man, either way, even if they do center it around this weekend, I will definitely be there. You know, right. will will this be a bingeable thing? Like on day one, you get all the episodes. Do you think that's going to happen? I would assume it's Netflix, right? I think so because Colin yeah. tweeted, uh, tweeted out that the distribution method has changed, but I still hope kids watch this on Saturday mornings with a big bowl of cereal or something to that, which tells me yeah. that yeah, we're getting a mass run of these. Um, and honestly. Because the way they're they're saying like these kids are going to grow in relationships with each other, I would think that binging it would be one probably preferable, and two we might actually get less episodes. I'm almost wondering if this is going to be like a mini series because to me, watch like it's not it's not going to be serial animation where you just pop on an episode and no episode has anything to do with the other right? This is going to be like a story from beginning to end. Mm -hmm. And the quality of this is so incredibly high. I'm Mm -hmm. almost wondering if this is going to be like a four to six episode series. I could see that. I could see that. I was hoping the same thing. Like I was afraid because they said it was going to be more catered toward children that, you know, it would be exactly what Aaron said. Like you pop in an episode and it has no relation to the other. And I was like, well, it looks to me like they're trying to tell a story. So it would be better if they made enough episodes to get that story out. But at the same time, keeping the attention span there where you're like, oh, my God, that was good. I want to see the next episode, you know? 
yeah, I don't see these running any longer than 20 minutes a piece. That's for yeah. sure. Because mm-hmm. uh, then you start running into actual like right. uh, animation, full film like length, um, feature length. And so, yeah, I don't think that these will be any longer than 20 minutes a pop, but I think they're going to continue from A to B. And I think we're going to get the whole run at the same time. I guess we really should know what the other shows have done that DreamWorks has produced for okay. Netflix. And unfortunately, I don't know. I have the information right here. So I'm looking at it on Netflix. Like Dragons Race to the Edge season one has 13 episodes. Um, um, there's six seasons of that show. Oh, my gosh. Whoa, I had no what? idea. Six seasons? Six seasons. It has another for 13. Real? Yeah, 13 episodes. Season two. Season four. Let's skip to that. Another 13. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, it seems very consistent wow. with 13. Um Three Below, this show also has 13. This show has definitely changed over the years. But this Troll Hunters Tales of Arcadia has 26 episodes. So (laughs) who knows? Who really knows at this point? (laughs) 26 would be, oh, and it has three different parts of, part two has 13. Part three three has 13. So that's a lot of episodes. Uh, Veronica, what were you saying? I have a question for you guys. So you both, I'm assuming, have seen the Star Wars animations. Am I correct? Mm-hmm. Nope. Mm-hmm. Oh, Aaron, nope. Okay. I, have. Right, well, so I, don't, okay. I don't like Star Wars. Like, I like, I've seen the movies and, like, uh-huh. I'm good on Star Wars. Like, I'm, Fair I'm good. So, yeah. But continue. <laughs> but I was going to ask if you had, um, Brad, do you feel like, how, well, how many seasons, anyways, has the Star Wars had? And do you feel like this show could be potentially like the Star Wars animations shows? Um, well, I mean, there was like, I believe, six seasons of Clone Wars. And they, they had anywhere from like, I think like 24 episodes around about um, for each season until like the end. Then they kind of whittled it down to like I think 13 and I think this next coming upcoming season is going to be like six or eight or something so um and yeah and um as far as like how they fit in and how exciting they are I think they fit in very well and I love that they've created this full canon I know Aaron you said that like it kind of muddies the water a little bit but I think it's it it just like builds on it and makes it even better like if, to me yeah. the clone wars makes the prequels even better for me so yeah. maybe this could happen maybe this could make Jurassic World even better and expand upon some issues that we had or you know anything that we've pointed out before I uh, I think it could do that potentially um let's hope that it takes itself serious enough um <laughs> I mean, I'm okay with it being, you know, for kids and everything because that's what all the Star Wars ones are. They're for kids. Um, right. But um, I hope it, uh, you know, ties up some, some things and explains some other things. I, I could definitely see that happening. And I could see that happening even more if they just branch out the time a little bit and give give some room to breathe. Because if you want right. six seasons, you got to start back in – 2010 or something like that and let it build you know let it build yeah. into 2015 but yeah. i don't know i've got a feeling they're just going to stick with that weekend <laughs> uh, i really hope not i mean and it's I not to too. say that like it's not to say that i don't get like where people love the extreme continuity mm-hmm. i wish jurassic park could have that it's just the problem is it can't have that because every movie is about a park or destination ruining event like <laughs> Every every movie deals with like a new location, and in the, each one of those movies, that location just gets completely obliterated. 
I mean, except for the third one, I guess. But like these kids, I remember people being really excited in episode seven, was it for Star Wars that like one of the animated series robots was like in the background. Do we think that there's potential for these kids to show up in a live action movie? That'd be cool. But would it make any sense for Jurassic? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. No. So these are just one off characters, which they're going to It even says in this in the span of season one. Right. They're going to go from strangers to family. Like <laughs> what, what would there be even to explore with these characters in another season? Do we just do they maybe this is a one off season and the next uh, maybe there's another animated series. It's Jurassic World colon something else. You know, I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah I think that's very possible to branch off into different territory with other shows. But um, yeah, I hope they at least give these kids maybe some time. But, you know, this is a vacation retreat. You can't really have the same kids for seasons upon seasons, you know. Right. So I yeah, think totally. I think a new crew coming in year after year would be perfect. But to experience, and this is where Jurassic World gets really tricky, is because here I am saying, like, you know, I want more stories, and it doesn't make sense that the ACU would just be twiddling their thumbs. But then I'm like, well, if Camp Cretaceous fails the first time, like, okay, the second time something goes wrong, but like the third time, like, and this was the problem <laughs> with Jurassic Park 3, even. It was like, really? Like, we're really? going back to this. It'd well. be very repetitive. Yeah, it would just, it would start to not make any sense as to why these parents keep letting their kids go off into <laughs> some campground in the jungle. Like it just doesn't make any sense, but yeah. who knows? It's only season one. So yeah. that, that might be it. It might just be a mini series. Yeah. We've got um, a long time to go before the show is here. So Veronica, yeah. do you have any uh, closing thoughts here before we uh, head off? Um, You know, I, we made some really good points and <laughs> it is definitely a lot to break down, even though we only have a teaser and very limited information. And I know mostly it's all of our opinions and sometimes it can be true, but it also, we can be surprised. So I am, regardless, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm really excited just because we've never really had this type of um, animation going on, like type of show. So, or in general, any type of show Jurassic Park related is uh, really cool to me. At least I think I'm, really looking forward as to what they can take from the universe and what they can make of it. Or are they going to create their own story? That would also be cool. And um, yeah, I'm just honestly, I'm really looking forward to that in the animation and seeing some really high quality dinosaurs on the screen. Yeah. What yeah about you, I Aaron? totally agree with that for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, if you don't have any more final thoughts, Aaron, we'll we'll go ahead and wrap up. I got. Here. I guess I have one more final thought, and that is, <laughs> I hope Universal uses this as an excuse to perpetuate this story into other avenues. And so, what I mean by that is, like, I look at these to- I look at these character models, and I look at the the dinosaurs. Mattel barely needs to do any work to change up the art style and like i hope that there's camp cretaceous toys by mattel i hope that there's a camp cretaceous expansion in jurassic world evolution with camp cretaceous specific dinosaurs and a camp cretaceous like land that you can build up or something Mm -hmm. like universal needs to if they really want to make it a jurassic world then they need to like kind of have that synergy amongst all the big properties they have within the franchise 
and they need to really hit it home. And then if this is part of continuity, I hope that it gets a mention in Jurassic World 3, like kind of in the same vein that Sorna got a mention in Fallen Kingdom, like nothing major, but something to establish it as being part of the overall canon, if that's their goal. Yeah. Yeah, that would be interesting. I don't know how it'll reflect in the future, um, but either way, I'm excited by it. I hope Universal takes it seriously. You know, with Netflix and DreamWorks involved, I think it will be, but I hope it gets the same regards that, you know, the Star Wars shows get. You know, the the big hype, the huge fandoms. I hope people really show up for this thing, and I hope... You know, Universal takes it seriously. That's all we can ask for and hope for. So I appreciate you guys both, though, taking a a little bit of time, probably way longer than we should have, because that's 45 (laughs) minutes based off of a paragraph and uh, and a 45 second trailer. So, uh, like I said, I appreciate you both talking about Camp Cretaceous. But uh, let's hope the future is bright for Jurassic Animation. But before we get out of here, where can everybody find you online, Veronica? Um, you can find me on Twitter. I am Verito Bell 9 I, I have to say it like that because it's just a mesh of my middle name and <laughs> my name. So you can find me um, there. It's um, I'm I think I'm not private, so you can follow me there. And I'm also Verito Bell on O nine on Instagram. I am private, but I don't really care. I'll look if you if you're anything Jurassic related. I usually just accept <laughs> you, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> and you, Aaron, uh, you guys can find me at Aaron D Buyer over on Twitter, and you can look me up on IMDb to check out the latest films that I have worked on. Awesome. Ooh. Well. Thank you guys both to you uh, for joining me and thank you to everybody for listening. Make sure to go to JurassicParkPodcast.com to find our write-up on the announcement. Um, Tom wrote that up. It's great. Um, And make sure to chat with us about this all on Twitter at JurassicParkPod, over on Instagram and Facebook at JurassicParkPodcast and join our Facebook group by searching for the Jurassic Park Podcast. We'll certainly be discussing the show on there. It's a lot of fun in there, so go join up. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel for the latest in Jurassic videos. Thank you so much for watching and listening and enjoy. Five minutes. Drop what you're doing and leave now.